having like little what? burpees though. Oh, okay. Why do you call them burpees? You're so funny. It's so not burpees. You always call them burpees. Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Love for All podcast. That's going to be our new intro now. I'm going to do like a little song every time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we are Els, Steph and Steph. Um, we have created this wonderful podcast for anyone that wants to listen, LGBTQ lovers, wedding suppliers, allies, allies. Uh, we're going to be talking about LGBTQ love, weddings, queer joy in general, and it's going to be a fucking right laugh. Sometimes it's going to be sad. <laughs> I think we're all really serious about LGBTQ plus rights. So. We are <laughs> very serious, obviously. That's um, not a laugh. We do have some funny stories, some terrible stories. Um, and today, actually, on that note, we're going <laughs> to we're going to go into our story time. Um, we are intros. Let's do intros and pronouns again, because I feel like we fucked that up on the last one. Okay. I'm Els. My pronouns are they, she. I am a wedding videographer for Rebel Love Club, and I also own Free Crows & Co., a wonderful video production company. I'm Steph with the FF. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I am the photographer at Rebel Love Club. I'm Steph with the PH. My pronouns are she, her. I am the photographer at Stephanie Dreams Photography. There's only one of me, so <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. And I am the curator of Love for All Wedding Workshops. I feel like you both have got two things and I've got just me. You have a lot. You, I think that also, Steph, you neglected to say what you've been hyper-focusing on for the last month, how I've actually lost my girlfriend entirely. <laughs> CEO of Rebel <laughs> Love Directory. Um, so we've been working hard away at the scenes. Um, Steph, we're with two FF. Fs, fucking hell. Um, and I, mostly Steph, uh, creating a Rebel Love Directory, which is going to be a wonderful wedding supplier directory for... Can I introduce that? Because you are not doing it justice. It is. Yeah. So Rebel Love Directory is a LGBTQ plus and inclusive wedding supplier directory. So basically it's platforming queer talent within the wedding industry and also it's wonderful active allies. I'm really excited to maybe get some of those suppliers on the podcast. Yes. And talk um, a bit about that a little bit more. Definitely. In the future series. In the last episode, we were introducing ourselves. We were talking about how the fuck we got to these seats, recording this podcast, uh, talking about LGBTQ love and weddings, um, our coming up, coming up stories, coming out stories. And today we're going to actually be sharing some stories with you about LGBTQ weddings that we've done this year, last year, really shit things that happened, and then also some incredible The loves things. and the dislikes. Yeah, <laughs> some incredible things that we've seen. Mm-hmm. What have we witnessed at queer weddings that is a real massive dislike and totally not cool? I think the big one for me is misgendering. Yeah. Both pronouns and bridegroom situation, husband-wife situation um, happens. So I have so many stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you talk about one in specific? Um, I mean, no, because there's not one specific. They're all, all the fucking time, these registrars. Yeah. And, like, to be fair, it's not even, like, it is mostly registrars, but it's venues as well. So, like, me and you, we've done a wedding together where it was a, a queer wedding and all 
around the venue were little placards that were like had really gendered language on it. I can't remember if it was Mr. and Mrs. or Bride and Groom. I think it was Bride and Groom. Yeah. And yeah, they were like for this specific part of the garden. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they were for. Is it was to say it was basically to stop guests from going in there until later on. But it was like the bride and groom invites you to oh. this garden at this time or something. Yeah. But it was a queer wedding and there was definitely no groom. And what did you do about it, Steph and Steph? <laughs> we tried to turn them around. We took them time. off as well. We threw them in the bushes at one point. <laughs> but they kept coming back. They kept reappearing. Like the staff actually went and put these placards back up. Like when they could see two people walking around in white wedding dresses. Like there is no groom there. I think that shows how like non like care they have mm-hmm. it's literally like a this is what should th- these should be like yeah. this like they're not even looking at them mm-hmm. they're not even thinking about the couple it's just like this is what should be the case it's almost robotic robotic isn't it? yeah like they yeah. are just on autopilot, autopilot they are so yeah. used to like yeah. these cis hair normative weddings where there is a bride and groom that they're not even taking in their surroundings and realizing that it's totally not that kind of wedding no so yeah i think that was a venues and registrars registrars um so yeah sorry it's not just registrars <laughs> can we talk about the registrar that pronounced uh your couple husband and wife which one there's been many like one that you were both at what tends to happen when they are wrongly bride and or groomed is people will laugh mm-hmm. um i think because people feel a bit awkward of course it's funny um of course of course it's normal that there's a bride and groom. Mm-hmm. So that is hilarious that you've said that. What was interesting with this one is that the couple actually gave feedback to yeah. the council, to the registrars, um, and they came back and basically denied it Or There was no apology, was there? Like the couple explained how upset they were, that they were misgendered on their day when they were announced. And, yeah, there was no responsibility like taken there was no apologies no acceptance was there no nothing at all and also which i find again i guess from a neuro spicy situation or just from people who don't think straightforward on that because it's their fucking wedding day Mm -hmm. was um that one of their replies was like why didn't you say something on the day Mm. yeah yeah, because then if you do say something on the day, even if you're not neurospicy, then that's all that you remember from that day exactly. because it becomes a conflict, doesn't it? Yeah, so why should you? Like, why? This is the horrible thing. Like, for that couple that had to deal with that, um, and then also, like, as a videographer, when you're filming shit like that unfold, that is then locked in, it's recorded, mm-hmm. it's there forever, and now that can't be used in the wedding film because mm-hmm. you fucked up. Like, yeah. a really, really simple thing like as a registrar as a what do you call it the people that do announcing can't remember what they're called sometimes they wear top hats oh the master of ceremony ceremony. yeah anything like that if you're doing an lgbtq wedding you have one job and that is literally just to get the language right Mm -hmm. um can i also just say as well though like by the 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 registrar what are they called people business ceremony but what are the registrars the registrars the council okay like that's basically pushing the blame back onto the victim yeah i really i really didn't like that one and i think that was why it was something to because they they wanted to give feedback 
And I think what we've all learned, especially from the workshop, from mm-hmm. doing better, from being allies, being inclusive, is that if you do wrong, you say, okay, yeah, I've done wrong. And how do I get better? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that just obviously was not the case for this council, these registrars. Um, so I just think that was like completely poor show. Not only did you fuck up their wedding, yeah. but you've then put blame back onto them um and it's just it's not inclusive at all mm-hmm. um it's very different if they were like i'm really sorry this happened it shouldn't have happened we are doing xyz to yeah. to do better but i think the problem is these registrars actually don't give a shit mm-hmm. um which is which is the main problem a week before that i actually had a registrar at like a, a little legal wedding that i did um, two grooms were walking in together and the registrar literally said, please welcome the bridal party. Oh. Bloody hell. Um, it was very small and I was stood next to the registrar at this point and I just turned to her and was like, there isn't a bridal party. What a twat. What I, a twat. Yeah, and this is why we we do a little celebration when you tell us that you're having a celebrant. Yeah. So can, I, can I just say... Not all registrars. There are some nice ones out there. There are some nice ones. There are some really great ones. But unfortunately, there is the vast majority that don't get it right. And you don't know who you're having. Yes. You don't know until the day. Mm -hmm. You have no relationship with them. You have no repertoire with them. You, You don't know. You don't have a connection with these people. And therefore... Like, they don't really care about you because no. they don't know who you are as a person, as a relationship, Mm-mm. as a couple. Like, they, it's it's so you don't know who you're going to get. Yeah. Whereas with celebrants, obviously, you're picking them. You are hiring them for them, for their personality, for what they do. <clears throat> um, so I think that, like, is a massive thing. Yeah. And I think the, the other really great thing about celebrants is that, they get to know you. They spend time getting to know you, your relationship, even your relationship with your family and friends as well. So it just becomes so much more personal when they are holding that ceremony for you. I've had quite a few misgenderings through registrars um, and I won't keep bringing it up, but I just think they're all a little mm-hmm. bit different. And just to actually showcase that this does happen mm-hmm. a lot. Um a, again, a, a legal wedding. They had just close friends and family before their day, the day after, like their big wedding the day after. They actually spoke to the registrar beforehand and didn't want to be pronounced as Mrs. and Mrs. They just wanted to be pronounced as their names, um, of which she didn't listen to at all and pronounced them Mr. and Mrs. Oh. three times. Oh my gosh. So. Mr. and Mrs. stumbled, oh, sorry, I mean Mr. and Mrs. And then a third time. In a row. Yes, literally in a, in like a row, that. In a row. How many times can you get it wrong, Janice? Three times. <laughs> I understand that mistakes happen, but people need to... If you're if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, but, you know, these things do happen, stop listening, go away, this isn't a podcast for you. <laughs> um, but this is, like, huge for the queer community, like... To be able to get married, it's still a big thing in the UK and people don't realise that that there's a government right now that are trying to stop things and reverse shit and to just make what to some people is going to be like a really simple mistake, such a big cock up, like that's going to put such a dampener on their day. That's going to be what they remember. That's going to be just, yeah, 
and you're right things things do get slipped mm-hmm. like i think mm-hmm. we probably all wrongly like said different pronouns and stuff mm-hmm. accidentally but we are quick and we just um we apologize correct ourselves move on quickly mm-hmm. without like doing it again and again and we take responsibility for it if mm-hmm. the case was that yeah so i just think that is so so wrong um that yeah that was one that sticks into my head mm. also i think it's important i guess go back to stuff what you said about it's not all celebrants 100 percent registrars registrars <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's not all registrars um and some councils and and services are really good i know talking from a couple that i had this year they were very good um uh transmask human and his partner we get married and beforehand talking about pronouns talking about what was felt good for them like just being very open and really inclusive and great and they just didn't tell him on the day that he would be misgendered because that's his legal gender Mm -hmm. um no no grc no passport etc so he was wrongly gendered on the wedding day and not once did they mention that that was going to happen yeah i think that just goes to show that there still is an equality within marriage as well like people bang on about how we have like marriage equality now there's still a long way until we get to being yeah. equal yeah and i think that's not going to happen until like we are all equal yeah you know and it's not them. just same-sex marriages like it needs to be more than that like there's trans marriages there's straight-facing queer like marriages like mm-hmm. that all needs to be identified and recognized not just by society but by the government too and unfortunately it doesn't look like we are heading in the right direction currently hashtag Fuck get you, the tories Rishi. out Fuck the tories yeah. <laughs> Okay, we got a bit serious then, didn't we? So, should we lighten the the mood with some positive, good shit, good shit that we've experienced at weddings? Things we've really loved. Yeah, Yeah. it's been a good year. It has for us with weddings. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like we've all between us seen some beautiful queer joy um, and some incredible weddings. Lots of people doing it differently, um, obviously because we're breaking traditions. (laughs) It's been fun. Steph, what's been your favourite? Um, there's lots of things, and I think, mm. again, episodes we go on to talk about more specifics, but I think I want to bring up getting ready together. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know the percentage, but I would say more than 50% of my couples this year have got ready together or got ready a certain amount mm-hmm. and then, like, split and done a first look or done it in some way like that. Yeah. And... I just love people getting ready together. Mm-hmm. I just think it eases everything. It's so much nicer. And I am like, yeah, just so here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely different ways you can do it. Like I mentioned, you can get completely ready together. Have you had any of those this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, obviously, did Max and Laurie's wedding together at the at Burr Island. Oh, it was so chill in the yeah. morning as well, wasn't it? I honestly find that. I find yeah. it's a lot more chill. I just think if you want to get ready separately, <laughs> then I appreciate it. But also, maybe it's just because I don't really care how someone, like look like mm-hmm. it to me personally it would never be like oh my god mm-hmm. i'm so glad i didn't see you yeah i would much prefer to get ready with you 
help you get ready. Mm-hmm. It's your best friend, right? I just think it takes stress and it just it does, eases. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's really lovely. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's just really, really nice. Well, it's your person, isn't it? Yeah. So I feel like the mornings can get very stressful. Like, we've witnessed it, where people are nice and chilled to begin with, and then the closer it gets to, like, the time that you need to be ready for, there is a massive panic, rush, there's chaos. And I do find that when people have got ready together, there's less of that, yeah. because you're with your person that can usually level you, bring you down, like... You're probably at a point where you really love each other, right? Because you're getting married. And you're there together. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't matter if one, yeah. like, you're, you're, you're both there together. Yeah. So it's like, that's all good, I think. Um, we've obviously had slightly different variations of that, mm-hmm. um, of Amy and Lauren's that we did recently. Yeah. We happened yeah. to do that all together. Yeah. Um, where they got ready separately yeah um, but they did a first look that was so nice first looks we're seeing more of yeah Yeah. and even if they are like you know still coming down the aisle separately still being walking down by their like their chosen person whether that be like a parent or whoever um they are still doing that like reveal to each other before um so that isn't like happening for the first time also it's a union right like you're doing it together mm-hmm. like it's nice to start do the whole day together right yeah. how do you feel about first looks because i think we hear about them a lot i think maybe more uh, less so now sorry but i think oh it's come from america like oh it's quite cheesy but i am all here for a first look i think it depends on on the couple <laughs> and the reaction you get sometimes it can be anticlimactic and that's okay but i feel like some people sometimes put some pressure on it Mm. but then also on the flip side of that there's been some beautiful moments where people yeah have really come together so I think there's a few reasons why you would do a first look obviously Mm -hmm. to see your person if you maybe are walking down the aisle with them it's nice to have that experience of still seeing them Um, but also recently we did one and we were doing photos pre the mm-hmm. ceremony yeah. yeah um because of the time of day basically that that was happening we really needed to get some portraits done beforehand so they decided to have a first look that really de-stressed both of them yeah massively and it was really lovely um for them to have that moment and then we carried on and did portraits mm-hmm. um which i don't know if it fully is an american thing but again i think we hear it a lot more with american weddings because yeah. their layout and their schedule of the days are a little bit like quicker and what do you mean portraits before the ceremony yeah Yeah. so therefore i think maybe that's why first looks have come yeah over Mm. and things um so i find that really interesting and that just worked really well both for the schedule of of that particular day i think it was absolutely great but for for them to feel more chilled know that they're going into the wedding without this like anxiety yeah um was really important for like this couple specifically i really noticed the change in that yeah no i noticed that as well and other things that we've seen this year so like you get ready together we've had coming uh, down the aisle yeah together. we've had a That's couple that come down the aisle together. we've had a, quite a few couples that have done that yeah um there was a particularly a, a particular fave one which was the matrimony. Yeah. That was Matt and Matt. So they got married at 
Bristol Registry in one of the most amazing rooms that I had never seen before that Didn't wedding. Didn't even know it existed. No, it was, it was gorgeous. Up, yeah. um, I think they had about 100 guests in there as well, which is massive for a registry wedding. Um, but they sent their wedding party down. First of all, they were all kind of dancing down the aisle, getting everybody kind of jeered up for their entrance. And then they came in together, which was just bloody beautiful to be honest i just think on a photography and videography basis as well having the couple come down together yeah like looks great yeah it does and there's no like backup of people Like there's been like a lot of thoughts and opinions that have been thrown around today and just at the end of the day we want you to have the wedding that you want like and do what you want not based on other people's opinions what are trends what are trendy and what should be done like it's your day at the end of the day yeah what you see on pinterest or instagram that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say half the people don't look into tradi- tra- two traditions and know what they actually mean. Yeah. So it doesn't have to look a certain way and it totally can look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's really important why we like people walking down the aisle together, getting ready together is because they've actually thought about their day and what feels good mm-hmm. for them which is what we want from your wedding. Yeah. Also, from a photography and videography perspective, that's what's going to look amazing because it's going to be real and authentic. So we've spoken about things that we've loved, things that have been super shit. Um, We want to hear from you what you want to hear us talk about. We've obviously got lots of LGBTQ weddings next year, which we're all very excited about. Also, a lot of queer bundles. Just going to get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> what is the queer bundle? Hang on a second. <laughs> what is the queer bundle? We've completely forgotten to talk about this. We've not even plugged the fact that as a trio, we yes, we have our separate businesses, but we, um, in the last year, have teamed up to create something, I'm going to call it exclusive. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, where we are your queer leaders... Yeah, we, we are, are your photographer and videographer trio, which can capture your day. Um, we will combat the bad parents if you want us to. We'll uh, be your cheerleaders in the corner if the registrar fucks it up. We will do absolutely everything we can to be your best friends on the day um, and capture the pure magic that unfolds. So for footage, what does that actually mean? So I will obviously film your film your day. Um, so you will get a feature film from me and a beautiful highlights reel, which you can share with family and friends. It Basically, the queer bundle is made up of two photographers and a videographer. And both those photographers have the ability to hybrid. Yes. Which means photo and film. So what that looks like is a videographer, a photographer, and then someone that sits in the middle that does a bit of both a photo and a film. So they kind of act like a second, but they there are they are their own person um, and have autonomy on what they do rather than acting as a second. So basically your whole day Mm -hmm. is going to be covered of photo and film. There's no missing things. There's a lot more candids, Mm -hmm. not a lot more natural moments, but also three very independent, um, amazing photographers and videographers that can do their shit well and work really well together as well um and also it's extended hours so typically a wedding is what nine to ten hours coverage with the queer bundle you get 12 hours we are literally there from prep till party and if you want to know more just visit www.thequeerbundle.com is that it yeah (laughs) 
We'd really love to know what you want to hear from us, from the podcast. We're going to have guests and they're being lined up as we speak. But uh, if you have a certain topic that you'd like us to cover or do's and don'ts of anything wedding industry or queer love related, then yeah, we definitely um, are open to hearing what you think and what you want from this podcast. Also, what do you want to learn about as well? I feel like that's something that's really important. Like we're all educators here, aren't we? So we have been the Love for All podcast and I hope you have enjoyed listening to our voices once again. Stay tuned for more queer love, queer relationships, topics around LGBTQ people and people everything else <laughs> right cheers, cheers.